Hi, welcome to the Founders for Good Bite Size Edition, where every week we'll be sharing a short clip of a founder chatting about a particular problem that exists in the world and how we go about solving that problem. This week we have Ari Last, founder of Bubble. After becoming a parent, Ari realised how limited childcare options were, so he created Bubble, the UK's largest on-demand in-home childcare platform. In this episode, Ari talks about the childcare options that exist to parents, why most of these fail when it comes to affordability, accessibility and trust, how far behind other countries the UK is, and how Bubble are offering something new when it comes to in-home childcare. Yeah, I guess, so childcare as a subject uh, and as a pain point, I think before you have kids, like, it's hard to give a crap about it, really. Um, and, I, and I have older brothers, you know, my older brother has five kids and he was having, you know, kids really early, like before, and I was, you know, an uncle and I loved being an uncle. But yeah, I look back now and I, yeah, I had no real empathy or sympathy for what he was going through. And, it, you know, loads of judgment around how he looks after his kids and how he can never come out or how this and that. And then you have kids. So I, I, before having kids, you know, it's hard to give a damn, quite frankly, about childcare and you really don't appreciate uh, and then after you have kids, it's like the be all and end all. It's the, the the biggest pain point in your life, and all the other stresses and strains that come with being a, a parent, loss of flexibility and freedom and opportunity. You know, they all stem back. Actually, it's just so hard to get people to look after to have your kids who are the most important things in the world to you looked after. So, um, and, and yeah, as you alluded to, right, childcare is a really broad. Um, so you've got um, everything from like you know regulated. Uh, early years childcare, which is, you know, nurseries and like early, early school years and even childminding, uh, which is like out of home regulated uh, childcare, uh, which is huge industry. And then what Bubble specifically tackles is, you know, ad hoc, flexible in-home childcare. And that's like parents booking babysitters and nannies to look after their own kids in their own home. And they all, um, they're very different. There's many, there's some really fundamental differences between in-home childcare in the parents' home and out-of-home childcare in settings. Uh, but fundamentally, it's all about, you know, how do we get quality uh, childcare for parents to help them work and live uh, generally? And it's a, it's just a huge industry. And that's actually one of the things that intrigued me about the space and actually annoyed me about the lack of options as a, as a parent struggling with childcare is it's just gigantic, you know, in the UK, especially because, uh, you know, the UK is just it's an absolute mess, childcare, and just the expense of it is, you know, un- almost unparalleled anywhere in the rest of the world. You know, parents spend 30% of their disposable income on childcare. And um, the fact that there were no good solutions in that space, yeah, that's what kind of really as well uh, fueled me to try and do something uh, in it. Yeah, no, totally. And, and I was going to ask you, like, what you thought the some of the biggest problems that are associated with childcare obviously cost us a huge order. I've definitely seen that one myself. Is that the biggest barrier right now for parents to accessing the right kind of childcare or is it also about like accessibility, lack of options? Um, yeah, trust? It's, uh, it's both. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the, the, the trust element is a big part of why, you know, there is not lots of amazing solutions out there. It, it makes sense that, you know, when you think of digital disruption or innovation, that childcare is, in a way, almost the last kind of sector uh, to be impacted. I mean, we've had lots of other sectors where they took time for adoption because of trust issues, you know, banking, finance, um, and, and other services, services marketplaces, right, all involve trust, but nothing to the level of who looks after your children. So trust is definitely a big reason and, and the need for such a high level of trust 
um, is a big reason why it's so, so hard to build businesses in this space and why it's so hard to solve what is such an obvious problem for so many people. Um, but that, you know, that on, on top of that, really, there's, yeah, there's affordability of it and there's accessibility to it. So you, it's very hard to get away from the fact that childcare is just really expensive for parents. And a critical point is the child carers, the people providing it, you know, they're underpaid. You know, we don't appreciate them enough. Fam- and it's a bit of a strange phenomenon, like, because it's such an important thing you know who looks after your kids and you expect such incredible quality but generally speaking we don't appreciate the people enough and and paying for it feels quite hard for a lot of parents and it is quite hard um so one is this kind of challenge and that's why i think government intervention is needed there is a market failure in childcare, and private companies themselves are really going to struggle to like solve it entirely um because for parents, it's incredibly expensive and we want the carers to be paid properly and what they deserve. But it's also accessibility. So, and that's what, you know, one of the things we really set out to solve is even if you have the money for it, um, finding it, especially at short notice and finding it flexibly, which is an ever increasing need, the way the world's working at the moment, um, it's just really difficult. They're just not very good solutions. You don't need full-time nursery, full-time childminding. If you work evenings or shift work, you know, settings are closed. So actually the need for flexible childcare is not, you know, it's almost equally as important the access to it as the affordability of it. And like a couple of things to pick up there. I think one is like, uh, I guess with where you focus on like that, that more kind of um, short notice ad hoc there, the trust factor increases, like is, is magnified, I guess, because it's not something like a necessarily like a, yeah, putting someone in a nursery and you, you like once you've selected that nursery you know that nursery and you start to build a relationship it, if it is at all then obviously the trust factor um is more difficult yeah. to, to prove to those people and i guess the second thing i want to touch on which i was going to ask about is like where you think some of these solutions need to come from because i agree you don't want to squeeze the carers because ultimately your kids are the most important things in your lives you don't want to you don't want to scrimp on the people that should be paid fairly for doing really hard work and look after your children but then that means you need to get support from somewhere. And I guess the government is one, but there's a lot of pressure on the government right now. Do you, do you see like a potential, I don't know if trend is the right word, but do you see potentially like employers starting to step more into this space? And actually that could be a differentiator for, for companies now is actually we can help you with your childcare. I know that is a thing already, but do you think that's something we'll see more of? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And we have a, we have a bubble for work product where we are um, working with employers who want to, you know, make a stand on this subject and who recognize that the families and the parents in their business need particularly not just support access wise but financial support um so it's definitely an onus on employers to do more to support the the people in their business with access and support in terms of finance financial support um for for their people but as i said predominantly like government and, and look government have um some elements of childcare support for families. They have things called tax-free childcare um, and they have 15 to 30 free hours. But what we speak to them a lot about and what we really want to see happen is um, making it easier for families to tap into that funding by new forms of childcare like Bubble because currently it's very, very difficult for families to access that. And as more and more families start turning to services like Bubble, it seems crazy to us that um, they can't use government support 
um, when paying their childcare through us. And that's probably a whole other subject um, that we, I won't go too much into detail, the ins and outs of that. But also, like, I think, yeah, in the UK, we don't have anywhere near the level of funding uh, and support that they do in other European cities. You know, I think um, it's countries like in Scandinavia and France, where actually the amount of money that parents can spend on their childcare is like capped at like a few hundred pounds a month. Um, and in England, you know, private nursery or, or in other countries, you know, nurseries before the child is three, uh, they're publicly funded, they're free. Uh, and in the UK, nursery's private, right? Until your kids go to school at three, at three years old, um, which is just crazy because it's basically saying, you know, it's thousands of pounds, thousands of pounds a month um, to put your kids through that. And that's not the case in other countries. Similarly, like even things like in the school day, right? Starts at nine, th- nine o'clock, finishes at 3.45. Doesn't, that just doesn't correlate with the working, um, you know, with the working world. I was just in Israel and when school finishes at 3.45 or they understand parents work till six, they have publicly funded after school clubs. So there's, lo- there's loads of things um, that, uh, that I think could be done and where we're behind in this country. But it's not just, as I said, there's also onus on private enterprises and startups like us to innovate and I think that's what we're doing. Definitely. And um, probably a great tee up to actually chat about Bubble <laughs> and um, what you guys are doing. So would you be able to give an overview of, of what Bubble is and what you do? Sure. We, yeah, we're a marketplace and um, an on-demand uh, app for parents to connect, discover, book and pay for flexible childcare. So uh, our app is about, you know, we have over 200,000 families. We have over 100,000 carers now in the UK registered on our platform. And they use Bubble uh, to yeah, book childcare on demand in a really um, safe, flexible, transparent way. So, and really our, our USP, I would say, is how we approach the issue of trust. So as we already touched on, right, um, that is the fundamental thing in this space you know how can i how can i trust someone that i'm booking via an app to come and look after the most precious things in the world to me um and that's what you know our starting point was actually looking at uh, how parents found found babysitters and nannies and again conventional wisdom was it had to be you know a traditional agency who would find you like a mary poppins style character but that is detached from reality. You know, that's not how parents find babysitters and nannies. It's actually very simple. We go to our friends, we go to other parents we trust, and we want to know who they use. And if they tell us who they use, nine times out of 10, that person's good enough for us. So it's not shortcutting trust or ignoring trust. It's actually recognizing what is uh, the thing that, that gives parents that trust. And in childcare, more so than any other uh, space, I would say it's personal recommendation and social validation. So we built the app on top of a, and this is kind of our core technology, on top of a social graph that uses social data, various different data points to actually try and connect parents with the carers who already exist within their trusted social circle. It's, it's trying to take that very simple diet off world, off platform dynamic of personal recommendation uh, uh, that all parents want and, and rely on every day and just make just bring it to a parent's fingertips. So it's an end-to-end um, booking app for childcare, but it sits on top of a, of a social graph to really uh, build trust and, and digitize trust, we say, in a completely unique way. And um, to unpack that trust element for a little, a little bit more, um, that, that all makes complete sense. How do you 
display that in the app? So like if I was a parent on there looking to book a sitter, would it show me like my friends and family that have used that sitter or does it display it in a different way? Yeah. Um, so first thing to say, which sometimes lost, because when people have described us over the years, you know, naturally it's the Uber, the Amazon Prime, I don't know, the Tinder for babysitters. The Uber, <laughs> one, the, Uber, the Uber one really bothers me. I mean, I probably used it myself in the early days, right? Because it's it's got some, there's some positives to that, you know, speed, flexibility, et cetera. And everyone just instantly understands what it means when you say that. But actually it does us a disservice um, and it's not a useful kind of terminology for bubble because actually when you're thinking, you know, booking someone to look after your kids, it's actually quite anxiety inducing, you know, this idea I'm going to push a button and someone's going to turn up at my door. And we've actually built the app in the complete opposite way. So what parents really love about bubble is the control it gives them. So typically what parents don't like about traditional agencies or backup emergency childcare where you ring a number and they send you a nanny. I don't want that. You know, I want to choose who is right for me and my kids and every parent's idea of that and sensibilities around that is so different. So we built the app. Um, so, you know, how it works practically is you post a job. Uh, we then are alert, alerting carers in your area in real time. And then we, re- we basically collect you applicants really quickly and then as a parent, you can see who's applied. We give you really rich profiles on them, including like video profile. We tell you all the different checks they've been through uh, and what they haven't been through. Some have different credentials than others. Critically, we show you uh, their one, their reviews from other families, and you can actually uh, interact with those families in the app, but also the friends you have in common. So we use um, friends data from Facebook. We use uh, address book data. We use school and nursery data. We use workplace data. And um, we kind of mesh that together. So if you're looking at a sitter who's applied to your job, we'll tell you, you know, you're a second degree connection to this sitter because you know her, uh, you know, Craig, who works at your office, used her last week. And here, why don't you message Craig in the app to ask what he thought? So that's how we display it. And it's really like a critical distinction for us is making people understand that, yeah, it's not push a button and someone comes. It push, it's push a button and very quickly you can see who you can book. Uh, but you have complete control. And that's actually a massive selling point of the app, that parents have that control. And, and we see it as our, you know, our mission to give them just a lot of transparency and a lot of information at their fingertips so that they can make informed choices because that's critical for us. Like that fundamental belief that parents um, are the best judge 